Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Near and Queer to My Heart. So happy to be here to be bringing you this episode. This is one of the episodes we recorded at the Midwest Queer Comedy Festival. We sit down with Isaac Crow, who's amazing. He's Me and him just had such a great time, and he really brought out this nostalgia in me because we had a lot of similar tastes growing up with movies and TV shows and just pop culture in general, which was cool. I'm very nostalgic. I'm a nostalgic person. I would honestly be a hoarder if I didn't move so much and if I could afford to have space to be a hoarder. My girlfriend's probably happy (laughs) uh, that I'm not, but in my mind, I'm a hoarder. Nostalgia is just like hoarding of the mind and that's that's what I am. And I really, you know, having a conversation with Isaac really made me think about all the things I used to really enjoy and the shows and different books and whatever that just gave me pleasure to just be in their presence. And he reminded me of when I was a junior in high school, the American Film Institute put out their top 100 movies of all time list. And I got this list and I devoured it. And I spent that summer watching all the movies. I'd only seen like eight of the movies before getting this list, but this list was like gold. It introduced me to Audrey Hepburn, who is hands down, you know, my favorite person that's ever existed on this planet, besides my girlfriend. But if you ask me, who would you want to have dinner with, dead or alive, anybody I would always say Audrey Hepburn, hands down, because that would just be an amazing experience. But I watched this list of all these amazing movies and and brought to me all these amazing experiences. And I know my, my dad was super excited because he's a movie buff. He's really into movies. He, you know, my family is a big movie family. So when I got into classics, when I started going backwards, the things that he grew up with in his childhood and his nostalgia, you know, he would take me, we lived in LA at the time. So they always had, they'd play classic movies at theaters. They had a silent movie theater where we caught a couple of the Chaplin and Buster Keaton films that uh, were playing back around and that were on my list. Like this list was kind of a quest. It was like a hundred things you got to knock off. I still have a copy of the list. Maybe I'll I'll post it on the the whole Instagram. But, you know, every time I got to check off – and some of them were hard to find, you know? Some of them – like there's a movie called Yankee Doodle Dandy from 1932, I think. And, you know, how do you find that movie? How do you find that? You go to a lot of video stores. You make a lot of phone calls. We didn't have the internet then. There wasn't streaming. So it was kind of this quest. A lot of libraries had had movies you had to go travel to. So not only was it watching the movies, it was getting them and finding them. But my dad was so excited that, number one, I was doing something he was interested in. And number two, he could kind of participate in it. So it, you know, became our little our little thing. And, uh, you know, it was a way for him to bond with his 15, 16-year-old daughter, which I find, you know, a lot of parents have, you know, they're like, what do we even talk about? And then we finally had this thing, this love that we both genuinely had. And it wasn't him being like, oh, yeah, I love softball. Or me being like, tell me about work. Like, we had a thing and it was great. And one day he takes me on a surprise. He's like, we're going out for lunch and then we're going to go somewhere. I'm not going to tell you where it is. And he takes me to, I think it was Christie's Auction House. I'm not sure. It was an auction house in Los Angeles. And they had a classic movie poster auction. And it was basically just a museum. Like, we just got to walk around and look at everything that was going to be auctioned. It was a couple days before the auction where you come and check everything out. And it was just these beautiful posters. I don't know if you've ever seen these old classic posters, but they used to hire artists to design these posters. And they were paintings and they're art. And they're wonderful. And it was just such an amazing experience to me. And I really – I still remember that day and how excited I was for that surprise and for that moment. And I – wanted to collect classic movie posters going back to being a hoarder. Um, I do have a couple. They're uh, they're expensive and they're really hard to preserve. But 
they're just so beautiful. And when you walk in, they remind you of these moments and these, you know, movies that made you happy and make you happy. And there's some movies like I can watch like Audrey Hepburn, obviously, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, one of my favorite movies. She has this, this line in the, in the movie where she's talking about depression, basically. And she's just like, do you ever get the mean reds? And the guy's like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, it's the blues, but like so much like I'm not going to misquote it, but she explains it in a way that you're just like, yes, I've had that feeling and I understand. We're going to ignore there is some racist shit in there with Mickey Rooney's character, uh, which I wish they could redo the movie and just cut his character out because it's not needed. It's a, a sign that the times weren't quite where they need to be in the 60s, but it's part of the movie. We should acknowledge it. But, you know, these movies just – I used to – when I was having a bad day, I would watch Breakfast at Tiffany's and just feel better. I still do that. I don't know why I keep saying used to. I like to act like I've, you know, figured something else out. It's That's like my meditation. That's like my way of regrouping my thoughts and just knowing, like, it's going to be okay. But this episode – reminded me of all these things and it was so easy to talk to Isaac he's a great guy he's just moved to Chicago he's a fantastic comedian fantastic dude in general like we hung out that whole weekend we got to hang you know just spend some time together get to know each other and I hope to see him again and Isaac if you're ever in New Orleans definitely let me know and for you guys you get to know him right now so please enjoy our conversation with Isaac Crow. He's wearing his uh, Buffy shirt. I am. That we were uh, we were actually at a show last night and it got kind of heated. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne doesn't think Buffy is a good show and I think it's one of the best shows. So I had to yell at him about it. You were so polite about it too. <laughs> That's you were me. like, please, please don't engage because I know everything about this show. Yeah. Buffy wasn't. I was like a big Alias fan. I was like okay, a Gilmore yeah. Girls fan. So I like get it because everyone's like Gilmore Girls is so boring and I'm like. Listen, it's a, it's a, yeah, institution. <laughs> yeah, like, we're not going to start this conversation. No, no, no. Is Buffy coming back? Is that one of the uh, shows they're bringing? They're rebooting it, but it's not going to be the same characters. I think it's going to be the same universe. Is it her sister? I'm sorry, I did not like her sister. Oh, no, no one did. Dawn okay. was, no, okay. no. That's okay. That was, that was a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like all new characters, I think. So, I, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes they try to take a character and then, like, do, like, a kind of spin-off thing. And I'm like, please don't pick the sister. I know yeah. she was the youngest. Dawn. Everybody loves Dawn. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you live in Chicago now? I live in Chicago now. But, like, three weeks ago, I moved what, from why Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh? Right. Why the move? Uh, That's I got bored with Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and it just felt like time for a change i lived there for seven years i've been doing comedy there for four and i was just like i want to go somewhere else i want to go somewhere bigger i want to try to see what life is like in a bigger city and what comedy is like in a bigger city and see what happens there's nothing really tying me there so what are you thinking so far so far i like it i need a job still as of this recording but um uh other than that it's great there's lots of stuff to do lots of stuff to see i'm having fun just walking around Listeners in Chicago, get Isaac a job. What kind of jobs are you looking for? Oh, uh, whatever. I've been doing customer service since I got out of college, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like anything. I've worked at the pizza places. I've worked at a little bakery for two minutes. I've worked at the Marshalls. Like, I just, I do whatever I need to do. To... And you worked at a theater, right? I did work at a theater, yeah. Public theater in Pittsburgh for a long time. <laughs> you got some good stories from that? I got a few. I told one. You've heard it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a really lots of... I got plenty more that I probably should. Well, I guess I could say it now. Who cares? But like, it was a, it was a, a theater's a hectic place to be. Yeah. Even no. if you're just bartending like I was, it's still a lot of crazy people. Like the two times I've been to the theater, I'm like, oh god, these people, and you're like, I have to serve them. Yeah, for sure. They can be very particular about what they want. It's always cold in the theater. People love to tell you how cold it is in the theater, <laughs> and you can't control that because it's just like it's a high ceiling. Like, like there's I nothing, actually control this. There's like nothing room. you can do about <laughs> it. Like just bring a jacket. Like. Yeah. You know it's cold. You say it every time. Right, yeah, they keep coming back. I'm like, well, then bring something. Like, yeah. So where are you from originally? West Virginia. West Virginia? Yeah, Moundsville, West Virginia. Like that small means, town? Yeah, small, okay. small town. The, our one claim to fame in my small town is we have a prison. It used to be the state penitentiary, and it was very packed. Like, it was very full. They put a lot, like, four guys to a small cell, and it was very cruel, and there was lots of, like torture and murder and stuff that happened inside the prison because it was just so full of people and it was just awful now it's closed it's been closed for many many years and it's a haunted prison attraction now and that's my one town's claim to fame (laughs) yeah because at first i was like your claim to fame is you had an overcrowded prison yeah (laughs) i think i know (laughs) and uh 
Yeah, but like people like on Halloween they turn into like a ghost haunted house thing. You could, which I mean, is a perfect place to do something like that because you just have all these empty rooms and hallways. Oh and yeah, stuff, you can but... make up so many great stories or just tell apparently true stories. Yeah, and just, I mean, there's books been written about it and stuff. It's just so it got shut down. Like the state actually or the government came in. And yeah, like, it, you w- can't have it was this. deemed too cruel to put people in because it was just all this small space and like people are just like shitting all over each other and like cause, yeah, it was. It's a weird. I'm surprised, honestly. Like, yeah, no, I'm like that's all fucked up, but I'm actually surprised they came in and shut it down because mm-hmm. I feel like they're like a lot of times they're like, nah. like in Louisiana, there's um, three prisoners on death row that they had sued that it was cool and unusual because they didn't have air conditioning. They were oh. in solitary confinement. It was like over a hundred degrees in these cells, no AC, yeah, and the state ruled that it was not cruel and unusual punishment. Jeez. So it's like that's why I'm like I'm honestly surprised that something yeah. actually was done about that's not that not only that like the conditions were known to the outside world but that something was actually done about it. Yeah, it got to a point. I mean, it just got it was so overcrowded. Like it just didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> lots of crime in the, in the old West Virginia. But uh, so what was it like growing up in a small town? Like you knew everybody. Fine. Yeah. Like um, I don't know. Like I grew up on a farm too, so there's that extra layer to it. So I was living even outside the town, just like literally in the hills. It's I like I don't know. There's not much to do, and eventually, as you get older, you either accept that and like, or people like that about. It. There's not much to do. It's very quiet. It's the same. It'll stay the same. It's comfortable. More or less forever. It's comfortable. And then there's people like me who are like, this is maddening. Like nothing's ever gonna <laughs> change. Like, because if it's not gonna change, it can't get better. So if you're not happy there, you're not going to be happy there. Like, it's just so... That was the first move. So that was when you graduated high school or before that? After college. I went to college in West Virginia because it's all we could afford to do. But, uh... To be fair. I went to a state school for that very reason. Yeah, I didn't have the best grades, so... But, yeah, so then four years in Morgantown for college. Is that near where you grew up? uh, It's like an hour and a half away. So, yeah. Pittsburgh and Morgantown Mounds are like a perfect triangle distance, like or about ninety minute drive from okay, each other. So, that's, so okay. I haven't made it. So have... Chicago was the furthest I've ever made it from anywhere. So that's it. You're slowly moving. <laughs> Not, one day I'll get somewhere. Yeah. No, I didn't realize. For me, like West Virginia, I don't know. I just like you telling me that makes me realize. Oh, it is near Pennsylvania. Like, oh yeah, right next to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isaac's roommate is sleeping on an air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this. This is kind of cool, like being at the festival. I'm trying yeah. to interview as many people as possible. So course, I was just yeah. in uh, Dwayne's hotel room. Oh, cool. Uh, no funny business, just interviewing. Right. And now we're at your uh, Airbnb situation. Nice and, Airbnb. Nice. Yeah, and Joe's sleeping peacefully. He's all tucked in. Joe's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he knew this was happening, but this yeah. is the choice he made. So. <laughs> <laughs> you look so comfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so cozy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, college, what did you major in? Theater tech. Theater tech. I don't know why. It was, was it, a weird time. Is that something you wanted to do? I wanted to be a lighting designer, I thought, uh, just because I liked working in theater in high school, and I thought lighting was really cool, and you could do a lot of stuff with it, and I did my best to learn how to do it, and it's it's hard. Like, I, don't, I, didn't, I wasn't exposed to, like, it's a lot of computers, turns out, and, like, a lot of uh, other stuff I didn't know how to do, and it was just, I tried my best. I really did for the first three years. And, uh, I, w- I wasn't great. Like, like, I don't mean to, like, I'm very self-deprecating, but, like, I wasn't good at it. No, like, I wasn't gonna... I'm not good at it. Like, you it's okay to be like, okay, I am good at these things, and these things are not my forte. Yeah. And just, like, everyone else in my class was, like, just infinitely better than me. Like, they came in knowing how to do stuff I had no idea to do, so I was just starting way behind and did my best to... Did you like it? Was it fun? Or was it just, like, not only did you not feel you were good at it, but, like, you didn't enjoy it? At the beginning, I thought it was fun because it was new. It was like I was learning stuff. It was exciting. I was getting up in rafters and theaters and hanging lights, which was terrifying because I had a heights thing, and I got over it for four years to do that, which was Shit. kind of neat. And now I don't think I can do it. Again. No, I have a heights. So I'm like two feet in the air. I'm like this is too much. Yeah, but um, I mean, it was fun at the beginning. It must have been. And then by my senior year, like after um, like I got no internships. I was every year for the summer because I just I don't know. They're hard to get, and I wasn't great. <laughs> and so, uh, senior year, I was like, I'm not gonna do this when I graduate. I just know, like, it's not, it doesn't make me happy enough to keep, like, it sucks. Like, it's, like, and I'm, it, it sucks. <laughs> like, 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 it's, it's, it's not, re- it's only rewarding if you enjoy doing it. Because when you're working in theater of any kind, you, uh, you don't, you just, you live job to job. So, like, it's like, 
this is what I'll do for this month, and I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, there's nothing regular. Very rarely is there anything regular, unless you get an in-house thing, and then you're paid usually shit, so yeah. it's not... You have to just love doing it, and I was like, I don't love this enough to put up with all the work and all the yeah. stress. Sharing a room with four people and right. all that, and yeah. That's why I'm like, you really gotta love it, and sometimes you go into things thinking you're gonna love it, and yeah. then you're like, guess what? I don't, but yeah. it's a good thing I tried it. Right. <laughs> well, four years you, well spent. <laughs> yeah, what got you into stand-up? Were you in, did you do that while in college, or that was... I did it a handful of times in college, because there wasn't a whole lot of comedy there but um a friend of mine who was an actor he did stand up and uh i think he still does in cleveland and uh he encouraged me to do it and so i did it a few times and uh never really thinking much of it and i was just just telling stories and trying to like riff on uh whatever pop culture thing was happening at the time never really like so you're doing like current event kind yeah of yeah but it, it was it was I would, it's, it's all dead now, so I can't, I, I, I would cringe to think of what I was saying at the time, because it was years ago, and then, um, never really thought much of it, and then when I moved to Pittsburgh, I was there for, like, two or three years before I was like, I think I'm gonna try to stand up again, and give it a really good try, and, and I kept that up from there, so. What drew you back, because you did it, you didn't, because a lot of people, um, you know, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, the first time I did it, I fucking tanked, but yeah. I loved it, like, yeah. I got up on stage, and I just knew, but yeah. you didn't have that moment right away? Uh, no, I enjoyed doing it in college. The first time I ever did it, it was this, it was an um, it was a dirty joke contest, yes, and it was that sounds um, awesome. yeah, it was the aristocrats joke, you know the yeah, okay, yeah. um, and uh, so I it's supposed to be an improv thing. If you know you're supposed to like just kind of make it up as you do it. I wrote it out like ahead of time, and like <laughs> I, I had a whole paragraph to like just like dirty scenarios, and um. But of course, we're in a college campus. Like nobody else on the thing bothered to learn what an aristocrat's joke was. They all just went up. I know. You could just yeah. I know. So they all went up and they just told like dirty jokes to varying success. And then I did an (laughs) aristocrat joke, which was fun for me, and it did well. And uh, I ended up, of course, tying with someone for first place because he brought a lot of friends and just talked about having sex in a bathroom somewhere. Was it like an audience reaction? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. So drive me nuts. But yeah, I enjoyed it, and then when I was in Pittsburgh, because I just, I wasn't doing anything for those first few years in Pittsburgh, because I was out of college, and I had to adjust to, like, can I just work a dumb little job and make money and be content with that? And turns out, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to do something, I need to find a way to Well, you don't run in with outlet. an aristocrat's joke. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, the dirtiest. Right, there's just no way to go, but um, yeah, just a little break between college and now, taking just where I wasn't doing anything, and then I was like, I need to express myself creatively somehow, and that I enjoyed doing it in college, I'll try it again, and then there are a few false starts, I think, in Pittsburgh, but eventually I was like, okay, you just what you need to do, you need to go every week to the same places, just keep going, it's gonna suck, it's gonna suck, and then eventually they were like, oh, you're funny, you should do it here just ten minutes at whatever the hell. And then, yeah. like, boom, and then that was it. <laughs> like, and now you're doing festivals. Now here we are in Is this Columbus. your first festival? No, I did a few back home in Pittsburgh, and then I was at Fort Wayne last year. Nice. So this is this is like my second out of town festival. That's in Indiana. Yeah, that was okay. in yeah Indiana. Yeah, I'm learning cities. Oh, I'm sorry, I, yeah, yeah no, I just learned that Columbus is the capital of Ohio. So oh yeah, <laughs> I'm learning things. <laughs> so why Pittsburgh? Just because it was closer. Yeah, because I was still afraid of leaving. And so, like, Pittsburgh is literally the closest. It's a very lame cliche. Like, <laughs> Pittsburgh is the closest. Like, it's the furthest you get. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Why were you scared about leaving? Like, very sentimental things. I get attached to things. Like, it was just sad. Like, I'm leaving my family, leaving all this stuff. Which, I mean, and it is sad, but, like, I knew I wanted to do it. And it was the same thing coming to Chicago just a few weeks ago. Like, I was heartbroken to leave Pittsburgh because I love it so much there. But I was also like, but... I don't know how much happier I can get here. Like, I don't know if there's what's left here for me. So it was very bittersweet, but um, I'm getting better as I get older, yeah. I think. So hopefully in 10 years, if I ever move again. I would use the word I, brave, but I hate that fucking word. <laughs> I do. I think it takes a lot of courage to get, because I've been always been the one to move. And the hardest thing is just like leaving the people, yeah, you know, oh because God, you yeah. can't take them with you, even though you're like, I wish you were not here. Yeah. I wish you were where I want to go. But it, it does take a lot to do that. And it takes a lot, especially, like, seeing when people are having their birthdays or whatever. Right. And you know, all your friends are like, oh, we, and my friends text, oh, we missed you at this. And yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, like, I, you knew I wasn't going to go. There's so. all the comedy shows that are happening now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. like, it's sweet, but <laughs> not helpful. Yeah. It's, uh, 
Yeah. It's tough. Like yeah. <laughs> like I said, brave's a shitty word, but no, it, it, it does. It takes chutzpah, as we would say, yes. as Jewish people would say, <laughs> take some balls to to really get out there and, and make that move and, and be like, I'm gonna try Chicago. I don't know if you knew people there, you know, a few. Yeah, yeah, but just be like, I'm gonna do it. Right. Yeah. Just time for change because it's like no one else is gonna make you do it. Like you have to decide to do it. Like. Yeah, and you don't want to look back, you know, when you're, I don't know, 70, and you're like, oh, I wish I would have done this, and now you're like, I did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, (laughs) I'm on the precipice. (laughs) That's a good word. Yeah, I'm not even sure I used it right. Uh, Yeah, it sounded right. But Chicago, it's it's just still so new, and I can't wait till I get comfortable there. (laughs) As of now, I'm just like, ooh. No, I think there's a lot of great comedy. There's a couple of New Orleans comedians that I know have recently moved there, and they're having a great time, and it seems like there's a ton of shows, and yeah. it looks like there's a ton of queer comics. I, I did a all-ladies festival in, in Madison, and there oh, was yeah, a yeah. lot of queer comics there, and oh, a awesome. lot of them came from Chicago. I guess Chicago was like, it was like half of them, I would say, were from Chicago, because it was like a big like big city, easy to get to Madison from, yeah. and yeah, they're all really cool, and I've seen like, you know, just postings of queer shows. I like when there's like a queer comedy scene, too. Have you yeah. found that yet, or are you still like new? And uh, I'm still too new, and I don't know, like, I don't know what's up yet, you know, <laughs> like, so like, yeah. I literally just, I will, I will check the Facebook group of the day and see what open mics are being shared, and then just pick one at random, knowing nothing about it, and then just go and see what kind of room it is. So far, kind of the same thing. <laughs> like, it's uh, very straight boy broy, which is fine because I'm coming from Pittsburgh and I got quite used to that. Yeah. So like it's not, but it's just like so. I think they are <laughs> somewhere, but I don't know where they are just yet. Yeah. <laughs> the queer comics, but uh, I'll try to look them up. But they're probably like all over because Chicago's so big and there's a lot of like I feel like um, in bigger cities too, people like list their shows that are in the suburbs, but they'll say like Chicago. Yeah. When you really look it up, it's like an hour outside right, of the city, right, right. and you're like, fuck, well, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been heckled like real bad? Or had any bad stage Nothing. experiences? Oh, never. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with, like, yeah. audience response uh, uh, versus our own perception. Oh, right. Um, I never had an aggressive heckle. It's always just been, like, one bitchy line. And then I'd be like, oh. And usually it's in the middle of the middle of the bad set. So it's the, but more more often than not, my negative experiences are just a silence, which mm. is just, <laughs> kills me dead. But, yeah, uh, I hate that because I'm like, okay, so you've heard it. <laughs> Like, I'd rather you be talking and just miss what I said. Right, right. Versus, like, no, 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 you you heard the words. <laughs> you just have zero response. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of... One time, um, there was this gay bar in Pittsburgh that did open stage things on, like, a random weekday night, and it started at midnight, and I hated going to it because it started at midnight, and I'm like, I need to go to bed. And also, the buses stop running in Pittsburgh at, like, 1, so you're almost oh. always screwed when you're done, if you don't have a car, like I don't. I went there like maybe three times my entire time in Pittsburgh because it wasn't always great. Yeah. But I was like, I never like you, I rarely ever got to perform for an audience of queer people in yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, that's cool. And so, but the, uh, it wasn't always because <laughs> uh, I, I the last time I went, I went with my friend and uh, he went to find a very rowdy crowd, very much like kind of more horn dogs than here to see mm. comedy. And because uh, there was like singing and drag too. It wasn't just it was just me and my oh, friend going yeah. to stand up. Those are always tough. And I was not having a good set. I was trying to play up the self-deprecating petty aspect of my personality and they didn't find that amusing. Yeah. And so like and then after I'd gone a while some gay guy from the fucking corner yelled uh 30 seconds or something like that to me and I was like, "Oh, someone just gave me the fucking light." Like that's <laughs> great. Like damn. So yeah. And I was like, well, that made me feel like shit. And that was the last time I went there. Did you say anything back to him, or did you like think about it later? No, like, I just fuck. Here's the three things I could have said. To him. No, I just pointed it out to the audience, and I was like, mm, he's not wrong. It wasn't a great <laughs> set. I mean, but also like there was also bad drag and bad singing, and you didn't heckle them. But whatever. Yeah. Like I'll just keep going in my life. <laughs> no, it's always tough to do. I feel like in variety shows sometimes, like the comic is they're like, great, this is the time when I can go smoke and drink. And no, 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 I'm still I'm one of the performers. <laughs> right. <laughs> the drag, like, you can talk during, like, you can do, you can get away with a little more with different types of, you know, even, like, when you go yeah. see a band, like, you're not, no one's, like, quiet the entire time, but when you're right. with comedy, like, you need to have you need to that pretend. Oh, it's, it's all, I hate following music. I hate it so much because music's usually, like, and people get vulnerable and sad and people are listening and captivated and they clap, but then when you go up, you just sound like an asshole right <laughs> off the bat because you're like, I'm going to make fun of something. They're like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like the band can ask the same thing. The band's like, "How you doing, Chicago?" And <laughs> woo, and we're like, "What's up?" And they're like, mm. 
rhetorical question. Yeah, trying to get your attention. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is a question that I, I ask in parts. So uh, okay. I'm going to ask it all at once, but like take whatever parts you want. Um, all right. It's a coming out question. What I've learned, you know, especially doing these interviews and also when I really reflect with myself is like, you don't just come out once. Like it's a everyday sometimes yeah. thing. It's a, so like, when did you come out to yourself and when did you come out to your friends and family and when did you come out on stage Ooh. Yeah, I told you it's loaded, and it's a yeah. lot of pieces, but I can ask one, and then ask another, and then ask another, I could just, like, put it all out there, because sometimes it's combined, sometimes people are like, yeah, no, I came out on stage, and to my parents, because I brought them to the show, oh, like, God, it could Jesus. be, yeah, I, that's not my story, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be insane, uh, that's one way to do it, because then you put them on the spot, kind of, then you can tell leave, <laughs> like, okay, that was my um, you can exit the back if it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work out so well, came out to myself, about 10th grade. I don't know how much I have to say about that because I I think I've repressed it a lot because it was just not a great thing. It, like, it wasn't self-hatred. It was just like, this sucks. Like, this sucks. I'm like this. I live here. Like, this is not a good place to be gay. This is like, and then, and you, it's all I knew. So I was like, is any place a good place to be gay? Whatever. Maybe a year after that, I told my mom, tears, bad, just scared, whatever the fuck. And she was great. Like, growing up on a farm in West Virginia and being gay, like, my life could have been a lot fucking worse. But, um, they were very, they're more progressive than they'll admit. Like, they're much more liberal than they'll admit. Uh, my parents, like, they're just, it's just... That's really cool. Yeah, and, like, thank God they're the type of people that it's like, no, I will love my kid more than whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. stuff I believe or whatever. And, um, so I was very, very lucky there. She was the only one in my family I told out loud and everyone else I was just like whatever <laughs> like I'm sure she told my dad and I know a lot of them knew anyway like it was because you know like I was a theater kid and a band fag and just all this stuff so it wasn't like a huge surprise <laughs> I'm thinking what was else was there one moment where you were like oh shit I'm gay or was it like different moments that one day you're like okay I have to finally deal with like this because I know for me I had all these one day it just like all hit me at once but I had when I really looked back, I'm like, oh, there's this moment with this girl on the softball team stereotype, yeah. shit. like, you know, and oh, this, this, you know, other thing that happened over here, like all the movies that I liked, like Titanic, I, I love Kate Winslet and I couldn't, I was like, Leo's so scrawny and like, yeah. you know, it just didn't seem like, uh, I didn't understand why women were attracted to him, but I'm like, but Kate's this beautiful woman. Right, like, right, right. So then all these things start like clicking. I often think, and maybe it's just selective memory to make it, like, funnier to me, but, like, it was, like, just, like, watch it, like, I remember even being, like, a kid and, like, watching, like, I don't like, Power Rangers or whatever, and just seeing something about, like, the male Power Ranger and being, like, that's weird. Like, I don't know, like, it was, like, it was I was feeling attracted to them, but I didn't know that because I was a child, and, but it was, it was, I don't know how to really put it into words. It was just, like, a, okay, whatever, and then eventually, like, that just kind of progressed to like you're just saying, like just finding human beings yeah. <laughs> attractive and going, oh, and uh, probably ended like I'm getting a crush on my friend like that, which is a bad habit I fell into repeatedly in high school and still do it's ten, so cool. ten years out. Yeah, be around <laughs> just, him like, all yeah, like oh my god, we're great friends. <laughs> we should like kiss and stuff. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it happened slow. It was a slow burn. Just like, oh, well, I guess this is this. Like, and we'll try to deal with it all. So you, in high school, you basically, like, told your mom and then didn't tell anybody else, or were you out of school? I or? told a few friends in private. Nobody cared. Yeah, no, I, I was actually, like, same thing. Like, when I told my friends, and they were like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, but, like, this is supposed to be this big moment where, like, you know, I guess TV, like, hypes it up a lot. And I was like, don't you have anything to say? And they were yeah. like, no, we're cool. Yeah, and... Right, because you're watching crap, and, like, and that's that was kind of a, a just to, to tie it back around to Buffy. It's just uh, yes, because like uh, Willow was a lesbian and that came out with that in the middle of the show, and uh, right, I know it's like because yeah, she dated a dude for a while. She right? did. She dated Oz in the first few seasons, and then uh, met Tara and fell in love. And it was um, there's a lot of fan fiction out there. It was a lot, and uh, I didn't know I didn't watch Buffy then. Yeah. I watched only the last season, so I oh. have a, yeah, I have there. a not great opinion on. <laughs> On that, which is why I hated Dawn. One of the weaker ones, yeah. Um, and Spike and all that bullshit. But um, but I remember like hearing Willow and Tara. Willow and Willow Tara. Tara yeah. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, they're Buffy, and they're the best part about Buffy. And I mean, it was somewhat groundbreaking, just because it was a regular series character who had come to terms with her sexuality in the middle of the show. And it wasn't... I mean, maybe it was 
I don't know, people like to write about that show 20 years later and talk about how it wasn't as feminist as we thought it was, and it was a cheap thing to make her a lesbian, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but it was groundbreaking at the time. Like, of course it doesn't age well. But at the time, it meant like, something to a lot of people. Right, and, like, just watching that, and, like, uh, Willow's girlfriend, Tara, was a very shy character, and I was a very shy kid, and I was, like, I, so I really liked her, and I was like, oh, this is, like, cool. Like, I know it was just in watching them be together, and it, Willow's also... Very powerful, which which I know is dumb, but like it's also no. like she's strong, like she's a strong person, and she's also gay, and this, and it was just the first example of that, and then like other dumb like Degrassi, you no know Degrassi, yeah, oh god, yeah, so like they're always gay on that one. That was another <laughs> big one. I was like, oh, they're okay and happy, and I never got that kind of storyline in my high school experience. Yeah, but, uh, no, but it was good to see like because Willow was like a full character at that point, you know, yeah. and then it's like, and so she's not just like, oh, there's the lesbian, like right. that's what we had, you know, at least in a lot of media, it was like, oh, that's the lesbian friend, or that's like the sassy gay guy who's like over the top, right, right. you know, a stereotypical characteristic. So it, it's nice to, that was, I think, around the time that they started having characters who were gay, not versus like gay characters. Yeah, yeah, it was... There were people. They were. They weren't yeah. just like because like. I don't know, depending on how you want to look at Will and Grace, because they all became kind of caricatures at the end. Yeah, I was like, but, "What's your opinion on that show?" I remember enjoying it at the time. I don't know how much I would enjoy it looking back now, and I could not care less when they rebooted it. <laughs> I I, like, well, I hated it when it was on. Okay, I, fair. I, thought, <laughs> see, I thought they were like just like it was cheesy, and right. I think it was there was a lot of offensive things that people let go because oh, for sure. Um, they, and I think people too, like, they love that the guy that played Jack, yeah. like, that he was actually gay, you know, and I yeah. think him and Karen took things a little too far. Right. Um, I think they were assholes to Grace. <laughs> and to Will, but, like, mostly to Grace. I'm like, why do you put up with this fucking shit? Like, yeah. they're terrible to you. Like, yeah. this is bullying. Like, this is <laughs> staring, Like this is bullying. Like, yeah. I just don't want to see ten years later, like, Grace just still being stomped on. Like, I couldn't bear to watch that. Right. Why Buffy, though? Like, is that... Like just um, because you identified with Tara, or well, well, I was like you were already just, invested. In I was already in the show. I mean, I, I started. In. I started watching it in the sixth season, which is a very, 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 very dark season, and it ends with a big death and a, someone going off the deep end, and it's very, it's much darker than the rest of the show. I, I liked supernatural stuff. I liked science fiction because my mom hated it. Like my mom hates <laughs> anything, anything that can't be real. Like, at all, like anything remotely fantasy or most. She's like, ah, oh. <laughs> she's like, she's, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like. I had such an imagination as a kid. I know this shit's cool. Like, magic is cool. Like, whatever. And, like... So, I, I, liked, I liked Supernatural shows. I was watching all the... The Charmed, which is an awful show. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> well, I'll admit the Charmed is an awful <laughs> show. I will, I will die on the hill of Buffy, but I will admit the Charmed is... Charmed, though, like, I would watch it. Like, my roommate used to watch it in college, and I would, like, watch it, but I never was like, I need to see what happens next. I'll, but I was I never watched like, all the this time. is terrible. Yeah, as a teen, I was still watching And then, like, I went back, like, in college to watch people. So I was like, this is awful why did i keep up with this show like they change the rules every fucking episode like nothing makes sense no like, and then chandor you gotta leave they're like great we have another sister yeah here's rose mcgowan <laughs> just bring her right in it's fine <laughs> yeah but um yeah so just watch just like liking supernatural things and um and i like watching people fight i know that, like, <laughs> like, like like i like watching kung fu movies all the time like just like, still like do supernatural fighting or like jerry springer kind of shit uh no like choreographed fighting <laughs> like, like, like 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 people kicking each other and stunt doubles and flips and stuff like it's all it's goofy but i just yeah. i like i love i don't know yeah. i like watching people kick some ass and yeah. uh so there's lots of fucking on their feet like cats <laughs> yeah and it was legitimately funny well buffy too they just like didn't the bad guys like just disappear yeah, vampires, when yeah. they got staked, they would explode into dust they just were, like, gone. to save money. <laughs> <laughs> no fuss, no muss. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, college, you were totally out? I mean, you were theater Yeah, because I was like, like, yeah. And even then, like, no fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no one seemed to care. But that's good, though, in a way, right? It is it's good, good but it was also, like, 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 there's eyes, like, you know. But it was also, like, I never found the niche I was looking for. <laughs> Like, even in the theater department at uh, WVU when I was there, there were very few gay people involved, which is shocking. Yeah. And the majority of them were actors, and I was a tech kid, and so it was I more or less pretty much me in the tech side of things who was gay. And a few guys that were doing costumings. Hello, cliche. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I didn't, like, I was still me and still shy and very insecure for a lot of reasons, which we will have the fucking time to do but uh so i didn't go out much i didn't like make gay friends there either so it wasn't great and then like 
college eventually just snowballed into a mess of anxiety for me, and I was just not happy there for most of my time. So, is that for other reasons, or just because you didn't like? Oh, lots of reasons. Uh, Theater. I was too stressed about finding a job after college because you don't know what the fuck that's going to be like. I'm uh, worried about getting things in late. Worried that I'm not learning anything. Just wor- worrying about everything. Worrying that I'm too ugly. That was a big one. That was Aww. a big self-esteem. <laughs> I know. I know. It's hard to bring it crashing <laughs> down. But like, I just I know. And I've and at 18, you are adorable. And yeah. why didn't I think that? And we don't have time to get into it. And I know. But I know. Like, I understand. The important thing is through therapy. Yeah. I know why now. <laughs> and I'm okay. And I'm trying to get better at it. But it's still a... nice. I mean, that's what I was. I grew up in Southern California, and I think especially Christ women, Almighty. we were raised. <laughs> we were literally raised to like look at our friends and be like, "I don't have this. I don't have yeah. this." Instead of looking at ourselves and being like, "I have this. I have this." And it was just like this constant like bringing ourselves down. I always thought I was the fattest of my friends. I always thought I was the ugliest. I always thought, you know, I was this, that. And it's, then like now I'm like, what the fuck? Like I wasted so much stupid time on that stuff. But it's because yeah. that's what everyone else was doing. And that's what you were told was okay. Yeah. And if you weren't doing it, like what's wrong with you? You're not doing this. Yeah. Like there were no gay because again i'm just basing it all off on tv (laughs) like there were no gay guys that looked like me on tv so i was like well i'm not thin like i don't exercise i have a stomach like stretch marks on my fucking hips which was not fair because i never was that big (laughs) but somehow i got stretch marks and they they don't go away ever you're a normal human being i know (laughs) and it was just and i look back now i was like god what was wrong with that kid like because it's just because now when i see other people in college like college age i'm like everyone's cute even if you're not like (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't think like, that. like you're cute you're young you're young and cute and it's it's just it's that you'll simple you'll just fine yeah so uh I forget the original <laughs> oh sorry I've had like two coffees oh no 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 it was basically like what were you anxious about but you oh. <laughs> I think you covered it <laughs> If that doesn't answer the question. Yeah, it's like, I think you got in there with that. But anyway, I always say, like, we're, like, even though 18's an uh, age of an adult, I'm like, we're, we're an adult. Like, let's be real. Oh, God, yeah. I can't believe we make people decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives at 18. Yeah, I know, it's super I mean, a lot of them figured out and then go to grad school for something later, but I don't want to go to school ever again. So. Or move back home and, you know, were you raised in a religious household? Yes. What religion? It's a Methodist. I don't know the difference, so I'm really bad. I don't either. <laughs> I, uh... I know some of them believe the the wafer and the wine it's not are that, actual. Okay. Yeah. I know that's one of them. It's um, maybe just because I grew up with it, I find it to be like kind of basic. Like, there's nothing like there's nothing they do, at least in my mind from memory now, that is particularly like weird. Like, it all seems like very run of the mill. Like, here's the grape juice. Here's the thing. Say the prayer. My family is religious. Like, my extended family is kind of religious. My mom uh still goes to church every Sunday. My dad doesn't. Mostly because, like, he was working, he would work nights a lot, and so over time, drive, driving trucks, and just, uh, we have a farm to take care of. So, like, he was tired, and he yeah. was like, I'm not going to get up and go to church regularly. So it's like, there are varying degrees of people who care. <laughs> I mean, like, like, yeah. like, 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 they all kind of believe, but, like, it's like a, oh, we don't, like, churches. That's how my, my dad used to be, like, you, you and your mom and your brother represent a family at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. And we'd be like, why do we have to go and you don't have to go? And he's like, I'm the dad. And I was like, God damn it. Good reasoning. That's, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. The, the, the Jewish, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, oh, no, no, no. Well, because, like, I get mistaken for Jewish regularly. And anyone that has any sort of like, not that your nose is big, but that, like no, that, that, like, no, you're absolutely correct. Any sort like, of like <laughs> nose that looks different than like what people think, they're like, you must be Jewish. Yeah, it's, it's the nose, it's the curly hair, it's the Old curly Testament hair, name. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, and yes. then the general, um, check, check, check. the general, like, um, Woody Allen and uneasiness of my demeanor, <laughs> I think. But Any the, sort of anxiety in yeah. a gentleman, they're like, that must be Jewish. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of people in Pittsburgh comedy just assumed I was Jewish. I just spent a lot of my also time. Also does to, comedy. Right. <laughs> right. And it's so weird. I've been meaning to write jokes about it for like two years because I just, I don't know how to, like, I'm not like offended, but it is weird to be like, I'm not. Like, yeah. Like, and I go up in West Virginia, like, I can't tell you where the Jews are in West Virginia. Like, as far as I know, they're, I don't know where a temple is. You know what I mean? Like, I have yeah, no idea. I feel like, like we're not there. Yeah, and like... <laughs> Maybe we are, I don't know. And, uh, I haven't met any West Virginian Jews. Right, same. <laughs> for sure. But I know there's a lot of towns in the South that if you're Jewish and you move there, they will pay your moving expenses, so... Because well, nice. they want to bring, you know, bigger... Because the uh, biggest problem, and this is also just happening with city, like, uh, small towns in general, I'm sure, like, you left your small town. Like, people are leaving, but people aren't coming in. 
yeah. in the same ratio. Right. So you're like kind of like America's kind of losing these small towns, right. and at the same time, the small towns aren't changing because the people that are there are just always there and have the same opinions and the same beliefs, and they're not getting yeah. you know sort of outside uh, people and influences and culture and, and different things. So. It's kind of this, so the Jewish people are trying to like bring, they're like, yeah, you can come to this town, we'll give you a house. Some of the places will give you a house. Nice. They'll give you I moving guess. expenses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but you, you, live there. <laughs> you gotta live in a small town in Alabama, but if that's Jewish, what you want to yeah. do, yeah, and be Jewish, but you'll have yeah. this hopefully community because other people will be doing, you know, the same thing. Right. And that's the same thing with queer people. Like, uh, like we're all leaving our small town. It's just, it's a natural thing. Like, yeah. it's like, people like, why do you leave? It's like, well, what the hell was I going to do? Like, live in West Virginia, like, try to date in West Virginia. It was it wasn't even good <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's just a natural thing. It's just that, like we're drawn to these big cities because there's we know there's more of us there. We know there's yeah. more acceptance for us there. And uh, bless if the cycle gets broken in the next hundred years or so. But like, no, you go to like a safer place. You go to yeah. a place where people are like you, like-minded. Right. Um, where there's pride parades, where there's different things. You mm. know, where there's queer bars, where there's places right. that we can go that are ours. Yeah. I never fit in there either, so it's, it's, it's been a weird time. But uh, I always wonder because um, I think you know when people grow up with certain religions, it kind of uh, you know shapes. Sometimes it shapes their coming out, and sometimes it just shapes like guilt issues and you know all these different things. So, and I think you know small towns a lot of times, uh, not to stereotype, but sometimes people are more religious in you yeah. know, those environments because everybody goes to church because you know everybody, so you know who's not going to church, you know right, who's right. not at the church lunch after services or whatever you had go to like bible school or we had bible school okay. yeah in the summer that was... you like graduate bible school no it's just a dumb little summer <laughs> you just do program it. okay yeah. the parents are like just get out of my house pretty much <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, coming to terms with being gay and also losing all interest in religion kind of happened at the same time which i think is a very common cliche yeah. almost but uh it was easier than i thought it would be <laughs> to just i was like yeah whatever like yeah. everyone believes all this stuff i think it's all kind of equally ridiculous Whatever. No one's ever, 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 ever going to know what happens to us when we die. So stop worrying about it. Like, yeah. like all there is to it, to, in my mind. Like, that's. I mean, I think I think it's an interesting thing to think about, and I think we can all conjecture. But yeah, like nobody knows until right. somebody comes back and is like, "I died, and here's what happens." Uh, you know, yeah. just I, I just say, enjoy life. Don't be an asshole. Don't fight about it. Yeah. Don't start wars over it. For God's and just treat people well. Like, don't you know, kill people and. Don't rob people and don't rape people and don't violate people. Like that's, I think we could all agree <laughs> right, on those right. things. Why not? Like, <laughs> I don't think we need to particularly go and you know to some sort of institution and, and do that. But mm. I don't know. Is there like a culture behind? Because I feel like for Jewish people, we're always told like like uh, there's a lot of people who are like I'm Jewish, but just culturally. Like, is there? Do you feel that way at all? Because you grew up with the church or with Bible study or with you know kind of a culture. Uh, I don't think there is a cultural Christianity thing. Like, I, I mean, there is. I don't know. Like, uh, we, we do Christmas. It's so basic. Like, we, there was, there's, there's just... And I don't know, because I never experimented with any other religions, but it was just... Like, it just seems like the most, like, plain bread and butter religion. Like, it's just like, here's, like, this, you do communion once a month, and, like, you just learn the Bible, kind of, like, nothing strict, like, nothing, like... I mean, things were frowned upon, but I don't know. Like there was, there was nothing like nothing weird. <laughs> I don't mean I don't. I don't like, no, no, no. I thought like, bar mitzvah was weird, but like, like we didn't do anything like that. There was no it coming is of weird age to thing. People. When I had my bar mitzvah, none of my friends had, you know, were Jewish, uh -huh. and this was like a culture shock to them to come yeah. to this like bar mitzvah that they're like, what the fuck is is this Hebrew and what is like all of this kind of ceremony that we were having? Like they had no idea, so it was a weird thing for them, but it was a very normal thing for me, and so yeah. that's why I was like, you know. And I know Christian is kind of the predominant, you know, religion in this country. And, uh, it sounds like where you're from. So I always wonder if there's any sort of, like, cultural components to that. I've just thought about that. But yeah. probably, if it, you know, probably not. I, no, I don't think so. Oh, there might have been a weird coming of age thing. I don't remember. But it was just, like, a speech you get. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't a big deal. You didn't invite people to it. You okay. know what I mean? Was there any, like, don't have sex before marriage shit drilled into you? Like, the Catholics? Uh, yeah. Do? I was told not to. And then when I learned I was gay, it was like, well, whatever. Like, yeah. it's already bad. But then, uh, nobody was having sex in high school anyway, so it turned out all right. Yeah, like, and by then I abandoned it. I was like, no, I think it's fine. People do it all the time and everyone's alive and fine. Like, yeah. uh, it all, like, it all is fine. Did they just preach to you about being gay? About views on homosexuality? The first preacher I had, and this was before I even knew that I was gay, 
I remember him once making some weird comment, like the closing whatever benediction or whatever, as we were leaving about like how bad gay people were. I just remember thinking like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's the end of the time I came to realize myself. I was just like, I'm done with these people. Like this is just this is stupid. Like and not all Methodist preachers are like him, but that was just yeah. a shitty example. And there's varying levels of progressiveness, and but I mean it depends where you go. Same with Jewish people, like yeah. the um, more we call it conservative, but it's actually like the middle of the road Judaism, and then we have Reform, which is like the very liberal, yeah. totally cool with being gay. They're fine with it. They'll do gay uh, Jewish gay weddings, and then the Hasidim and like the religious dudes are like fuck now. Yeah, geez. so it's, you can't just say like, "Oh, Jewish." Like it, you don't know. Yeah, okay. religion's a—it's a crazy thing. It's a unifier and a destroyer all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. How are you liking the festival? How you I'm having Columbus? fun so far. Uh, uh, Columbus is good. I've been—I was just sleeping a lot during the day, but uh, that's <laughs> me. I had a coffee espresso alcohol drink before I did stand up, which is never a good idea for me. And then I couldn't sleep last night because my arms were jittery. So yeah, no, we were at a cafe called Cafe Kerouac, and um, it was a coffee house and bar, but they combined the two together, so it wasn't like yeah. just coffee or bar. Like yeah. you could, you <laughs> could get good. vodka and Kahlua in a, a espresso. Yeah. I was like, can I order just a whiskey coke? I'm afraid to try. So I'm going <laughs> to get this drink they have on the thing. Well, uh, let the people know where they can find you, Isaac. Okay. I am on Twitter at INC Comic. That's my initials in the word comic. I'm not good at branding. <laughs> and then Instagram at INC Crow, because why would I make them the same? Is it INC and then the, CR? Yeah, CRW okay. and then INC, C-O-M-I-C for Twitter. It's mostly just whatever TV shows I like and then just a lot of... Buffy I do it when I'm bored. <laughs> I do it when I'm really bored, so it's like crazy bitching about. Yeah, I get drunk whatever. and then my Twitter has yeah. like 50 things and then I don't tweet for a week. I like to get drunk. I don't like award shows, but I like to get drunk and tweet award shows. Oh, that's, that's so fun. fun. Yeah. All the comics are on there. Yeah. There's someone that was, it was like Academy Awards and they're like, Academy Awards or the night of 2000 comics on Twitter. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, nope, that's what I'm doing. Got my laptop, got my feet up, got my vodka, got the TV on. Yeah. Good night. I don't like it when strangers find me on Facebook, so don't find me there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a Facebook, is I don't find me. Ah, it's, do people do that? I'd hate it whenever... If I meet a comic once, and or then they friend me, fine. But like, if it's comics I've never met before, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? Like, I get it, why? Like, connections, but like, I'm not going to let you into my home or whatever. Or like, <laughs> like if I just if wish you people would town, follow up. I'm like, if I've never actually met you, yeah. like, I wish you would... If you do a friend request, fine. I don't, I don't care. But like, message. Like, hey... We're both friends Explain with what? this yes, person, and yes. I'm going to be in Say New hello. Orleans soon, like, <laughs> I hope to be in New Orleans soon, or whatever. Just let me know, because yeah. I don't know who you are. Right. I'll add, if we have enough mutual friends, and you don't look like a bot, I'll add you, because I don't want to be an asshole, because if I don't add you, or I yeah. deny your friend request, then you're going to think I hate... Like, it's going to be this something more than it would ever fucking need to be. Right. So. <laughs> but see, that stuff stresses me out. That's my anxiety. Oh, I hate messaging. Like, I was... Because <laughs> I messaged you out of the blue to get a ride from... Indianapolis to here and you were very nice and we're like yeah sure absolutely which is great and thank you again <laughs> yeah. but like I, I hate doing that because I'm like hey we've never met <laughs> can I hop in your car you could absolutely say no because it's weird and I don't know if I would do it you said that in the message <laughs> yeah. like you can totally say no I'm like we are going from the same place to the same place right. we're happy to have you um, my girlfriend and I were like she, Isaac got in the car and we're like do you like murder yeah. and then we waited and was a podcast <laughs> and then we listened to murder podcast the entire ride we it was did. amazing. And I passed out for, like, <laughs> for an hour. Cause... And woke up to more murder. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept it going. All fluid. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for talking to me. And I hope to see you the rest of this entire festival. Oh, we will, I'm sure. In the future. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the theater I work at the production of The Diary of Anne Frank. Or if you're pretentious, Anne Frank. They hired an actress from New York to play this role. She was my age, and she was very short, passed for you know a twelve-year-old girl. And uh, I would hear these stories about her from the rest of the cast and the crew about just how uh, difficult she made their lives for those you know two months. Uh, she was one of those people that was like, I'm allergic to everything. I need to tell you about it right now. You know, if you've met actors, you know. And, uh, <laughs> like at one point during the run, she had to go to Med Express because um, she's allergic to everything in the nightshade family, and she was worried she got something <laughs> by accident. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, not, like deadly nightshade? None of us should have that, right? Like, it's all like, how do you accidentally get that? Like, it's common. Like, nightshades everywhere. I can imagine she was in her apartment walking around with an arrow that came to the window and hit her shoulders. Like, is that tipped in nightshade? <laughs> She 
also one of those actors that has low blood sugar. Uh, and uh, you know when you have low blood sugar, you just can't make it those three hours of doing a play that you, you know, you know trained for in college and soup business, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they would sneak her yogurt out during scenes, that you'd be eating yogurt in scenes where Anne wouldn't be eating, because you know, food is scarce, it's Anne Frank. Um, <laughs> it looked like they scenes where they're rationing out the potatoes and she's like sitting on a yogurt tube. The <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing of all, this girl, I have to do it quickly, she couldn't hold her bladder the entire first act because you're on stage the whole time, so they put a bucket backstage for her to pee. Yeah, oh, it's right. You're doing some beautiful Holocaust play and then some millennial piece of shit squatting over a bucket backstage. <laughs> and it's like Anne Frank didn't go through all she went through to have this girl be acting like this. <laughs> like she's probably rolling around in her grave knowing this is happening, probably bumping into other Jews. It's very crowded. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. To our guest, Isaac Crow, for sharing his world with you. Special thanks to Jessa Fallon and Ryan Golub for your help editing and producing the show. And thanks to you guys, the listeners, our friends and supporters out there. You can catch Greetings from Queer Mountain, the live queer storytelling show in New Orleans, Austin, and New York City, and coming soon to San Francisco. Check out our Facebook page for more information. Find us on social media, Near and Queer to My Heart on Instagram and Facebook, and Queer to My Heart on Twitter. Thank y'all! up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com